the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, say, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We can't but come tell Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Dayspring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now, let's listen in to today's message from Pastor David Oluwadara. The righteous one is made seen. The righteous one is made seen, not sinner. The righteous one is made seen, not sinner. So that the sinner, we, the sinners, may become not just righteous, but righteousness, the righteousness of God. God has made him to be seen, not sinner. He's not a sinner. He wasn't made a sinner. He was actually made seen because sin is what needed to be judged. Amen. He made him seen, not sinner. So that we might become righteousness, not just righteous. It's an equal thing from sin to righteousness. That when people look at your life, they see the righteousness of God. Which also means they see the goodness of God. Which means they see the kindness of God. Which means they see the the love of God. They see the faithfulness of God. Your life stands for God. Amen. Great is the mystery of godliness. First Timothy 3.16 says, For great is the mystery of godliness. That God was manifest in the flesh. That mystery has been demystified in us. Because now the righteousness of God is evident in us. God is evident in us. This is the great mystery of godliness. That God is now in the flesh. Amen. God is now in the flesh. I hope we get that. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. 1 Timothy 3.16 And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. But that mystery is already now demystified in you and I. Because we are now the righteousness of God. God is now manifest in the flesh. God is manifest in the flesh of Jesus. God is manifest in our flesh. Because really, except the word of God becomes flesh in us, people cannot see God. They cannot see Christ. Remember that you are what? The epistle of Christ. You are the word of God, the scripture says. You are the epistle of Christ. Known and read by all men. People don't see God, but they can see God in you. Amen? If you manifest the righteousness that is on the inside of you, the being of righteousness, doing righteousness, people will see God in your life. They will see God in the flesh. So God is no longer a mystery. 
to them. This is true godliness. This is true godliness. When God is manifest in the flesh, in our lives. Amen. The one who had no sin, Jesus who had no sin in him and never sinned is made sin. We that had sin in us and sinned, even sinful, are now made righteous. Yea, the righteousness of God. I think that's very powerful. That's very beautiful. What a blessedness. What a power. The power of righteousness. The blessedness of righteousness. The righteousness of God is the gates, the gateway, the access, the door to God and to all the promises of God. Romans 5.1 clearly tells us that. says, therefore, having been justified by faith, having been made righteous by faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So we see that righteousness is the gate, the gateway, the access, the doorway to God and to all the promises of God. Jesus has opened to us the gate of righteousness. And through this gate of righteousness, every other gate can be opened. Once you have access to the Father, you have access to all that are His. Once you have access to the Father, if you can get to the presence of the Father, you have access to everything that He owns. And this is what Jesus has has done for us. He has brought us to the Father. He is the forerunner. He is the forerunner in Melchizedek. Right from the Old Testament. Yes, he is the forerunner. He has been there as the high priest of God from the beginning. He has been the forerunner. Leading us to the presence of God. Now he has made a way into the presence of God. So that we can come into the presence of God. Wow. It's just so powerful. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Jesus has opened to us the gate of righteousness. And through this gate of righteousness, every other gate can be opened. Once you have access to the Father, you have access to all that are ease. What are the things that belong to God? What are the things that belong to God? James 1, 16 to 17 you know, gives us a little bit of what that is. Do you not be deceived? My beloved brethren, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Amen. Say, don't be deceived, my brothers and sisters. Don't be deceived, my brothers and sisters. No bad gift comes from God. Sin doesn't come from God. Temptations don't come from God. So don't be deceived. Don't let anybody deceive you that God has done that thing. No, God is the one that killed this person. God is the one that did this. God is the one that caused you to be sick. God is the one that punished you and all of that. No, no, no. Bad gifts don't come from God. Don't be deceived. Don't let, don't let any man deceive you. It's every good gift. Every perfect gift that comes from above. They come from the Father of light with whom there is no variableness nor any shadow of turning. Amen. There is no gray area in God. There is no streak of dark or darkness in God. God is all light. Amen. Wherever you stand in him is all light. There is no shadow in him. 
Hallelujah. He doesn't move like this, like the sun moves. He doesn't move like the earth moves and cast shadows. No, no, no. It's all light. Whether night, day, wherever it is, wherever you are, God is all light. There is no trace of darkness in him. There is no unfaithfulness in him. There is no unrighteousness in him. God is all righteous. No trace of darkness. Don't be deceived. No bad thing comes from God. That's what the scripture is saying there. No bad thing comes from God. No shadows. No turning. He doesn't vacillate. He doesn't swing to and fro. He doesn't change over time. God is all righteous today and forever. God is all righteous, all light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, we got to walk in the light. Amen. Hallelujah. If we look at Psalm 24, 1, we also understand that everything actually belongs to God because we're trying to get an idea of the things that belong to God, the things that we have access to. Once we have access to the Father, what are the things that we have access to? We say we have access to everything. What are those things? The scripture says in Psalm 24, 1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and those who live in it. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, everything belongs to God. God owns everything. In fact, if you look at the next verse, it says what? For he has founded it upon the seas and established upon the waters. God is the one who has founded the earth upon the seas, upon the waters. He owns everything. The seas, the dry land, the mountains, the hills, the beautiful things, all the wealth and the riches of the world belong to God. Everything belongs to him. So once we have access to the Father, we have access to everything that is His. We have access to everything that He owns. What brings us into the presence of the Father is what? Righteousness. Amen. And Jesus is the one who has made a way for us into the presence of God. He is the King of righteousness who has brought us into the presence of God. And He has been doing this right from the beginning. Especially much more so in this time, he is the king of righteousness. It's righteousness that brings us into the presence of God. Without righteousness, we cannot stand. It's the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. That's why we are able to stand before him. That's why we are able to come into his presence. Those who seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, they shall be filled. Amen. So if you can gain access into the presence of the Lord, the owner of the earth, you have access to all that he owns. Ephesians 2.18 say through him we both have access by one spirit to the father. Through him we both Jews and Gentiles have access by one spirit to the father. In Genesis 14 there's a, a powerful description or a powerful story there. It is recorded in Genesis 14 that there was a big war. A big war four kings against five kings and Abraham's nephew Lot and his family were caught in the middle of all of this Abraham got involved in the battle to save his nephew the battle was over land ownership over territorial things those were the, the, the things they used to fight. They, we still fight it till today. Amen. Nations still fight against nations because of territory. You know, but it was terrible. You know, long, long time ago. They used to kill each other. They used to fight and rule over nations and take over nations and all of that. So, this was going on in Genesis 14. 
Four kings allied together. Five kings allied together. And they were fighting. And uh, Lot, who lived in one of the cities, got in the middle and he was taken captive with his family. It was reported to Abraham, his uncle. And Abraham got involved. Now, kings fighting. Kings. He was not, no, a king like that. He was not called a king. And he was not reigning over nations. These kings were over nations. They are many people. Abraham had only 318 who were born in his own house. Servants in his own house that he raised up. In. So he gathered them together. But one important thing that we need to learn here, that we need to see here, is that before Abraham got involved in the battle to save his nephew, Abraham prayed to God. Genesis 14, 22. We read where it says, But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take nothing from a thread to a sunder strap, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say that you have made Abraham rich. Basically here, Abraham is saying, I already prayed to God. I already made supplication to him and I've already promised him I've already raised my hands to the Lord in prayer and promised him that I won't take anything from you if only he can give me victory because you know as part of victory in those days you take the things that belong to the people that you fight against but he promised God and said if I win if you just give me victory I won't take anything from these people I won't take anything ugly. I won't take any of their idols. I won't take any of their ugliness. I won't take anything from them. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Dayspring Chapel, located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Again, that's 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778. Again, that's 857-266-0778. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel.